Hello, it is Monday, August 17th. Time for another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. I am your host, Trent Reinsmith. The big news of the day, obviously, is that John Jones has vacated the UFC light heavyweight title. Tweeted out, just got off the phone with the UFC. Today I confirmed that I'm vacating the light heavyweight championship. It's officially up for grabs. It's been an amazing journey. Sincere thank you to all my competition, UFC, and most importantly, you fans. And then a little while later, actually an hour and a half later, he tweeted, just had a real positive conversation with UFC. Sounds like there will be negotiations for my next fight at heavyweight. All good news. The weight gaining process begins. So it's an interesting move. I'm kind of confused, kind of intrigued at the same time. And maybe hopeful? I don't know. If the idea was vacating to open up new talks about a new deal at heavyweight, I don't know if that will work. If that if that's the only thing, if he's going to go right jump right into a negotiating a, a deal at heavyweight, I don't know how much leverage John Jones has because the UFC, according to Dana White, is having its best year ever, and that's without really McGregor. He had, he fought earlier in the year, and now it's going to be without Jones. And I don't think they were really looking to have either of them fight in 2020 anyway because of lack of gate. And we don't know when there will be a gate back. So Jones has no real leverage now. He will maybe have leverage when the UFC UFC can get crowds back into the arenas. But he won't have leverage, I don't think, in the first quarter of that of that period because the UFC is gonna wanna wait and see what its what its uh revenue is during that quarter before it starts making any moves, I think. And that's a wise decision because it's basically a reopening and you wanna see what you can get in your gate revenue and then you know you'll you uh, you have to make make moves accordingly now if the gate revenue is up to the snuff up to snuff of what it was in the past john jones's leverage is re- not there again it's it's not incre- it's not increased which is what i'm i think he's hoping for if the Gate revenue lags. Maybe he has some leverage. He picks up some leverage if gate revenue lags. That that I think that's, I think that will be true. But I don't know how much. I don't know if it's enough for the UFC to negotiate a wild new deal with with Jones if that's the case. So he's really 
in a bind here if he, if he thinks he's going to force the UFC because I don't think that works. I don't, I don't think you can force the UFC to spend money. They know that they've learned through these fight cards that they're putting on in the bubble, in uh, the Apex and in, in, in Abu Dhabi, that they'll be fine even with some fairly weak fight cards. They're going to do just fine. And if they can keep title fights on pay-per-view cards, they'll be fine there too. So, I don't think Jones has any leverage here right now. And I think at most he has a little leverage. Especially since he's not a champion. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the thinking long-term here is going to pay off. Now, if Jones strikes very short-term deals at heavyweight and ends up getting the title, maybe then he has an, another level of leverage to, uh, to work with. But again, he saw what his leverage was when he was the the light heavyweight champion looking to move up to heavyweight and that leverage was zero. So now that he's not a champion and he's fighting in a new weight division, now if he goes, and I don't think the UFC is going to give him an easy fight by any means in his first fight at heavyweight. So if he goes out and loses his first fight at heavyweight, well, then his leverage is just diminished again it it takes someone very special to to leverage the UFC and I only think that that is has been McGregor because he used his strength and power to leverage the UFC and he still got underpaid Rousey never even tried to use her leverage from the the pay that uh has been disclosed in her in the uh antitrust documents so she she might have been able to but she decided not to for some reason I don't know so it's a it's a dicey situation it's very very risky and I don't think it's going to work I don't think it's going to work I don't think the UFC is going to beg John Jones to come back he's been a headache for them many times and that's another point if he goes out there and while he's in this downtime has another run-in with the law again his leverage goes down i don't i don't i don't know the thinking here i don't know the thinking if it's hoping the ufc will beg him back that's a huge huge roll of the dice and that's the only thing I can see as to why he would do this. Or maybe he's happy to, to retire. And he's just playing games. I don't know. John Jones is a weird dude. You, you never really know what's going on in his head. Um, I mean, I hope things work out and he can, and he can get some more money. But I just don't, I just don't see it. Not because he's not worth it, 
but because the UFC has never played ball like that. I think Jones is underpaid. I think every fighter is underpaid. I think that's been well established. And I think Jones and McGregor probably are vastly underpaid for what they bring into the UFC. But I don't know how vacating a title and 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 then negotiating from from a point of no power to move up to heavyweight. I don't know how that benefits John Jones. Maybe I'm missing something, but I really don't think I I am. Now, from a fighting standpoint, we've we know that when John Jones is is doing his powerlifting, he can pack on a, a lot of muscle. We know his brothers are are big are big men, and and so he could. I I have no doubt that he'll be able to handle himself at heavyweight. I don't think he'll be silly enough to put on so much weight that he is slow. But I think he'll put on enough weight where he's comfortable and can still move faster than than all the heavyweights. And if he, if his defensive striking and defense stays where it is now, which is pretty good, then I think he's yeah, he's got a good chance in the heavyweight division. Um, but I just don't know about the pay. I really don't know about the pay, and I think this is risky. And I, I just see him at best getting a deal that was equal to his light heavyweight deal. And I think that's even pushing it because again, he's not the champion. And once you lose your title or give up your title, your pay in the UFC does decrease. Ali Abdelaziz, who is the manager of many fighters, but one in particular, and that fighter is Anthony Johnson, told ESPN that Johnson's going to re-enter the USADA pool and with the hopes of returning to the UFC. I have no doubt the UFC will bring him back. I've asked the UFC if they would welcome him back. Of course, I got no reply. Um, a while ago, when this talk of uh, Johnson first coming back first came to light, I wrote something on the Substack called The Case Against Anthony Johnson's UFC Return. And that was in September 2019. And I'll just read the headlines here. Um, he got three years probation for domestic violence. He had some serious allegations dismissed. Um, there was a case of um, domestic violence or a threat, I think this was, that was reported, but no charges were pressed. He got an, in, in, there was an incident at the gym where he threw a, a woman's yoga mat and exchanged words for with her um, and then he struck a plea deal for battery domestic battery um, a little while ago and uh, those those I think charges were expunged or the, the plea deal went through when he completed a whopping 12-hour anger management class um, so if you want to read the story I will include the link in the notes but this all points back to 
uh, a few years ago, and I think this was during the the uh, Ray Rice incident, where Dana White infamously said you don't bounce back from a domestic abuse in the UFC. Now, we know that that's a joke because even after he said that, he continued to promote Johnson during his earlier run with the UFC. And there were other fighters that White promoted as well that had a history of domestic abuse and domestic violence. And then, of course, the UFC signed Greg Hardy, and we know that history there, and we know White has incorrectly stated on more than one occasion that I think the statement was that uh, Hardy wasn't charged or that Hardy wasn't found guilty or something of that nature, both of which are untrue. We know he was found guilty by a judge. He asked for a bench trial in and a jury trial. And the victim, the victim, survivor, uh, could not be found or would not cooperate. So, make of that what you will. But he was definitely found guilty by that judge. So, yeah, the UFC's stance on domestic abuse is, let's say, non-existent. And so... I'm 100% sure that Anthony Johnson will come back. And I'm 100% sure that he should not come back. And I am sure that the UFC and Endeavor will not answer any questions about why he is being welcomed back with his history. But it's just a bad look. It's a bad, bad look. Um, and. I'm not saying, for all you knuckleheads out there, I'm not saying that Anthony Johnson and Greg Hardy shouldn't be able to earn a living. They absolutely should be able to earn a living. But they should not be able to earn a living where violence is the job. That's that's where the line should be drawn. If every team in the NFL passed on a Greg Hardy and he was not a bench player what does that tell you the man was a pariah in the NFL but the UFC welcomed him with open arms and they will do the same for Anthony Johnson and it's gross and despicable earlier today Casey Lydon who works for MMA Fighting tweeted out something about Marlon Vera and how marketable a fighter he is equal or more marketable than Sean O'Malley. And I agree. He's got a very good backstory. Um, an easy, it, that story is an easy sell in America and in Ecuador where he's from. Uh, he, could, he could be a popular fighter and all that could take off from his win over O'Malley. But I can almost guarantee that that's not going to happen because the UFC has shown that when they do promote fighters, which is very rare, they promote, let's say, a certain type of fighter. 
the last big push was Paige Van Zandt and Sage Northcutt. And they are both gone from the UFC. Conor McGregor is not promoted by the UFC. Conor McGregor promoted himself. Sean O'Malley promoted himself. And then the UFC picked up on that. But both those men started out promoting themselves before the UFC got on board uh, because they established their worth and then the UFC kind of glommed onto that. The UFC is a, a terrible fight promoter and that's not by mistake. That's by design. The UFC promotes the UFC first, Dana White second, the fighters a distant, distant, distant third. And that's because if you promote a fighter and they get popular, well then, not only does their worth increase, their value increases, and then their pay increases. And the UFC is not set up to pay fighters uh, a ton of money. The UFC is set up to make a ton of money for the UFC. So Marlon Vera won't get his uh, Stephen A. Smith promo. He won't get featured on uh, a UFC pay-per-view. He was on three pay-per-views before Saturday. Two of his fights were the opening fight on the early prelims, and the other one was on the prelims. He had never fought on a pay-per-view card a pay-per-view main card before he fought O'Malley. O'Malley was supposed to run over Marlon Vera, and he got, he, he lost. And in any other sport, Marlon Vera would get some benefit from that. But it's highly unlikely that he is going to get any benefit from that from the UFC, and that's a damn shame. Because he's a good fighter, very good fighter, a good story, a good family story, and he could easily be promoted, as could many other fighters in the UFC, if the promotion just took some time and tried to promote its fighters rather than promote itself. But that's the plan, that's always been the plan. And that's not going to change. So Daniel Cormier, Cormier more or less uh, officially retired. And I don't know how many people know the story of how he got into MMA. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know. But there's probably some fans who don't know. Um, he was working a job at a cable company. And Muhammad Lawal, King Mo, called him up and pretty much according to Cormier, insisted that he try fighting. And so he moved out to AKA in, in San Jose and started fighting. And it turned out he was uh, pretty good at it, huh? So he won the Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix as an alternate. He won the UFC Light Heavyweight title. He won the UFC Heavyweight title. And he retired as someone who's probably going to go into the UFC Hall of Fame. And all of this was his second career after wrestling. Uh, 
and it was a career that was started just because his friend said, hey, you should give this a shot. And that is pretty insane to me that, 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 that something like that can happen and that uh, that phone call from Wall has turned Cormier into a millionaire and gave him a not only a second career as a, a fighter, but now a third career as a commentator. And who knows what the future holds because he is still only 41. So in, in, a, in, a, in a different kind of world, Cormier would be a, uh, someone that other athletes could look to and say, well, he, could, he did that, so I can do that. So if you have a retired NFL player who is still relatively young, still relatively healthy, they could say, you know what? I'm going to give this uh, MMA thing a try. Uh, or a basketball player. Or you're going to see this in, in lower weight in lower weight fighter in lower weight athletics there's not a lot of sports that 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 those folks can get into so you'll have the wrestlers and whatnot in the in the from like welterweight down will probably still move to the UFC if they want that kind of competition in their lives but the higher weight folks will will not because they can make a lot more money in these other sports even if they're just practice squad players, they can still make a ton more money than they can in the UFC. And that's, you know, that's not even considering that they'd have to work their way up from lower level MMA. So it's, so it's crazy to think that. So a football player or a heavyweight wrestler could look at Daniel Cormier and say, you know what, I'm going to follow that path. But they can't because... The money's not there, and the the if you're a retired NFL player, and you go from making, you know, say you're not even a high level retired NFL player, you go to make you're making a million, or you know seven fifty, and you're gonna go down to making twelve thousand or less to start. That's not gonna happen, and that's. That disturb. That's always bothered me about the UFC and, and MMA in general, is that you have all these high-level athletes that you could get from other sports that you can compete with other sports, and the barrier is the pay. If you have someone who is a legit athlete and they show interest in fighting, maybe the UFC gives them a development deal. Maybe the UFC develops that person into a fighter. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the investment will be worth it for the ones that do work out. But that's, again, that's not going to happen because the UFC's job is to make money for the UFC and not develop talent. It's to poach talent and develop it from there. But many, but you know, you're not seeing fighters that are just raw talent going to the UFC and lasting. But if you have an athlete, a high level athlete, a professional football player, an Olympic athlete, 
you could you could mold that person if they're interested in fighting you could mold them into a high level fighter look at daniel cormier that's you know you can do that that's there their drive is there the athleticism is there but the the opportunity is not because the money is not there and that has always bothered me with with the the ufc and that's why the heavyweight ranks are so shallow because why bother why bother trying this why bother getting punched in the face for 10 grand 12 grand not worth it not worth it and i wish the ufc would change its thinking on this kind of thing and uh, adapt and try to be a professional sporting organization and i think that's going to be it for this evening um i will be back tomorrow of course and until then stay safe <laughs>